0: She's nervous because no, she thinks you don't. Hides, it hides stuff for her, like other it's things. It's
1: unnecessary.
0: <laughs> Our listeners beg to differ.
1: The topic for today is why do you hate user stories so much, Christian? Go. I don't hate them at all. (laughs) We don't say hate. I get really
0: nervous when you hear requests for, can you teach us user stories or can we have a user writing workshop? And I have to check to make sure I don't jump to conclusions or any conclusion mat that I jump on. That's an office. We'll see if people get that. Yeah. yeah. You
1: have
0: to ask. You know, are you learning, wanting to learn these as they're intended to be used, or are we falling back into old habits where we just want to be taught how to write the things? Uh, So if you go to the actual reason for these, good things happen when we talk to the people who are asking us to do something, and the people who are doing the something talk to the people. Talk to your users. Uh, Too many times I think people think it's just this format, and it's meant to... Not had that conversation,
1: and we our can business analysts do that. write the user stories for the product owners. Christian, yeah, <laughs>
0: what does that sound like?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like what I used to do Sounds when I was a BA. Wonderful. I would go off and write these requirements mm-hmm. and try to do a really good job, but the uh, the data's in the chance of anybody reading what you wrote and understanding what you wrote in the same context that you wrote it in without having talked to you. It's very low. I don't care how good of a BA you are, how well you write it. You have to talk. What do you say when people ask you to do oh, user stories? Oh, it
1: depends. <laughs> it depends on my mood, and we all know how sassy I am today. You don't need to say today. Um, it, it, it depends, because the whole point, the, the uncomfortable truth about every Agile method, and it's not that business analysts are bad or business analysts are good or requirements documents are bad. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the way human beings learn, the way we acquire knowledge. And what happened in the project management movement, there's a whole book about it, um, Adrenaline Junkies and Template Zombies. Because even in the project management movement, when they started creating templates, It was never go fill out this template and skip talking to each other. The template was a cheat sheet. It was a reminder to have the conversation. So as human beings, we chose to numb out, dumb out, and skip the conversation and have somebody else record everything through their own filter. And then we hand off those documents. And I ask people, you know, who's been lost following directions exactly? you ever botched a recipe that you know you followed to the letter? Oh, so can we misinterpret the written word? Daily. So the whole point, individuals and interactions over processes and tools, customer collaboration, was to talk to each other. And I'm just seeing people go to great lengths under the guise of agile to still not talk to each other.
0: Why do you think that is? I mean, I like the point that you made about how it wasn't just a – Template thing. It was a people thing. The people chose to avoid the conversation. Why do you suppose that is?
1: Learned behavior, learned behavior, and then it's reinforced. You know, with the traditional ways of working, and so when we talk about agility or Scrum in particular, it's about changing, changing your actual behavior, changing structure. But in times of stress, you know, people revert back. back to what yeah. they know. And so they they feel uncomfortable, and you know growth only comes from a little discomfort. But if they don't have a coach or a scrum master reminding them or prescribing user stories, then we fall back into the, this trap. But I like where you started in asking, do you want to use user stories as intended? Because right. I ask, okay, if we're using Scrum, who owns the product backlog?
0: Product owner.
1: Okay. So if you're telling a product owner, you have to use user stories on your product backlog. Are we empowering the product owner or are we disempowering the product owner? And
0: we're prescribing.
1: So right there, we're taking away any authority for the product owner and we're prescribing. The next thing that we do is we cram everything into that format. And I hear it, right, when people describe what they're trying to do. Because I'll say, describe to me what you're doing. They don't say talk to each other. They say... We write user stories, we put them into a tool, and I'm not just picking on Jira, I'll pick on them all. (laughs) I am equal opportunity. (laughs) And so we put them into an information refrigerator, which requires somebody to go into said refrigerator to get anything out.
0: As opposed to an information radiator.
1: And now we assume that they did that. Then we assume they read it. And now we're back to assuming.
0: They understood it.
1: They understand it. Yeah. So one of the other questions I ask is, you know, show of hands, how many people went to high school? How many people went to college, trade school, community college, whatever? Every hand goes up. Okay. It was acceptable for somebody else to do your research and turn in your paper. It was totally acceptable <laughs> for yeah. somebody else to do that. And they're all like, well, no, no. Why not? Well, we wouldn't learn anything. Huh. Knowledge acquisition comes from getting your hands messy, doing the research, figuring it out for yourself. That's how you get that knowledge acquisition, the messiness of it. Not from somebody doing your homework for you. So when did we decide we're going to get into the world of work? No, Christian, I'm done learning. I'm, I'm done learning, Christian. I got my
0: degree. I'm good.
1: I, I, I am not going to learn a damn thing. I want a I paycheck from this company.
0: We're going to have to beep out that word.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build the product that you asked me to, but I'm not going to learn anything about it. No. <laughs> Somebody else can do that and just, you know, hand me my homework. Doesn't even make sense.
0: Well, didn't you say, I think you had said it's even in the Scrum Guide that that learning comes in refinement. What was the term you called it again?
1: I don't remember verbatim but it's uh, I'm sure somebody'll go look it up but it's something about that knowledge acquisition knowledge only acquisition comes from only comes from the collaboration during refinement so it has nothing to do with the product owner bringing a perfectly scripted user requirement document and handing it to the developers you know the other anti-pattern that People have made up. So it's, it's not just enough that they've completely subverted. You know, they've completely negated the whole point behind the user story, that it was supposed to be a placeholder to talk. So they're writing it down and handing, we're supposed to just talk, have that messy interaction during refinement for knowledge acquisition so that developers can capture for themselves what makes sense? Now they're creating something called definition of ready, where they weaponize it against Isn't a product owner. Is that just owner. refined? It's just <laughs> it's just another name for freaking. If it's not
0: refined, it's right. It's, it's not ready, so it just should mm. be refined.
1: The lengths people keep going to not talk to each other, and then
0: the question then is: Well, if you're avoiding these conversations because they're messy, or if you're just trying to lock into, I can point to that. I made these user stories, or like, hey, look at this nice requirements document. I made. There's something physical I can point to as a result of my effort, which is, you know, not necessarily valuable. And so we're going to deal with the mess anyway. If we don't do a good enough job with the mess up front to document or to get the user stories, you know, collaboration in place, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to on the backside.
1: Yeah. Just let our users find the errors. That'll be okay. Yeah. Um, When you and I talk about uh, educating people and having them learn for themselves the difference between extreme programming and scrum you know we're we're real big on mindset versus mechanics but also having them own their own knowledge acquisition by going and looking this stuff up the the trend i've noticed is people will say well we're using both we're using both extreme programming programming and scrum and i have to ask are you really or are you Misusing the vocabulary from both of them. Yeah. No, I Check don't think it. we're doing that. No. And I'm like, okay, so are you writing user stories, putting it in JIRA, expecting a developer to grab that user story, they're coding, and then they hand it off to somebody who's going to test it at the end of the sprint? Yeah, that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a two week mini project. That's what we did the first time we ran. We just did a fast two-week sprint,
1: but that's fast a fast two-week project. That's a waterfall. So now we're misusing two techniques for the price of one. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, we use both Extreme Programming and Scrum. No, you're misusing both <laughs> Extreme Programming and Scrum because in Extreme Programming, the story was told. The story was told by the actual user, and the people doing the work captured what they heard programmatically. Because you test first. True use of the user story has a test first. And then we start coding.
0: And we've seen it. You know, you can capture a great requirement or multiple requirements that seem in and of themselves just fine. Pretty clear. But when you step back and go, okay, what do they want? You could build a number of things and step back and go, look, I nailed all your requirements. Check, 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 check. Reward me. I did a good job. But what if we built it in the wrong context. So it's that user conversation of here's what they're trying to do with this. This is the context that well, they're sure. trying to use it. That brings clarity to the actual points of the requirement.
1: Sure, for sure. Use the context if it's helpful. Who is this for? Why do you want it in addition to what it is? Yep. But don't skip the conversation. Yep. Don't have somebody go off in a silo and write stuff down because now we're back to the very problem all these agile methods we're trying to undo, right? They were trying to solve all these problems with these also oh simple ideas. And the, the thing as we get further and further into this stuff where people say, oh, Agile's mainstream. No, the vocabulary's mainstream, you know, because true behavioral change hasn't really taken place, and I'm not sure it will if there isn't a strong coach or scrum master challenging the status quo or doing some of these, but the sheer shock on some people's face when you point out that you're supposed to talk to each other and have the people doing the work write things down, they they almost are like deer in the headlights because then they're like, well, if we don't use user stories, what what do we use? Right. And I'm not being snarky no. or sassy no. when I say plain old words that make sense.
0: Yep. And, and you said the product owner is the one that makes that call. And, of course, a good product owner, if they're doing the refinement or delegating the refinement, they're working with the people who are going to build it to go, what makes sense? How should we capture these so that you have enough context to start the conversation?
1: One of my uh, product owner graduates recently said, I think the simplicity of Scrum is too much for some people. <laughs> I'm like, that is so true.
0: Simple, I, I've been saying, I heard this five, six years ago. Simple was created to confuse the wise of the earth. It's, it's, you know, well, look at how we were taught in school growing up. You got to do it just like this. The math teacher had a new method. You had to do it exactly the way that they taught you that. And they, they, they graded you on that. Whereas if you got help from your mom or dad, they might have done it their way. They get to the right answer. Oh, don't but, talk about changing right? math.
1: I am struggling with hey, that now. right now. But the same thing is that,
0: you know, so then we get into the workforce and it's like, just tell us what to do, right? Just tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets into the, you know, people that maybe had energy at work, wanted to do good and have been beat down by the system. And now we're trying to get them to think again. And and sometimes that's really hard to wake them back up to go. It's okay to try different things, run the experiment, learn what works for you.
1: The challenge is, you know, when they're beaten down, they're beaten down by the tools also, yeah. Right. Because individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Hey,
0: we bought a tool. Everybody who's using Scrum here has to use this tool. And,
1: and all I, it does never ask
0: them if would this work for you?
1: Right. <clears throat> Micromanages process to them. Well, so I hear all this busy work and I hear all these, you know, terms that are very specific to a software company or, you know, how they structured their relational database, you know, for that tool to work. And I just have started asking. It sounds to me like you're doing an awful lot of work for this tool instead of the tool working tool to work for, for you. you. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. The other conclusion I've come to is these companies must just have a lot of money to burn. Just a lot.
0: Can you imagine how if we could tally up the amount of waste that goes on inside the walls of the companies? Just uh, the money they throw at things and this didn't work and then we're going to throw money at this and that didn't work. It's scary.
1: Yeah, because people are like, well, what do you guys do? We talk to each other. <laughs> we put Post-its up on the wall. We fail,
0: and we fail early, and we fail often. But,
1: but then when COVID hit, uh, we were just like everybody else. You know, everybody has to stay home. Lockdown's going on. We flipped to Trello, and that is a tool, albeit a much lighter weight one, mm-hmm. right? So it was kind of like having... post-its on a virtual wall with each other but yeah it's amazing that work still gets done and there's not all this crazy analysis paralysis or all this crazy process that bogs the work down
0: because we can get into arguments of over the process versus looking at is the process actually resulting in what we want just like arguments you know if i don't have anything to say to you on your idea, I could easily attack you. What's that called? Argument ad homa. I'm using bigger words now. I think it's Latin. That is really big. I was big. <clears word. throat> but the whole point is, is what we're doing actually solving the problem we're trying to solve? That's really what you want.
1: And so in sharing some of this education, right? Because you can, you can go read the origins of user stories. You can look at some of the early uh, work of like Ron Jeffries, Ward Cunningham, Kent Beck, even Mike Cohn, they all talk about the conversation or the placeholder to have the conversation. And so in bringing some of these things up and even just watching people kind of deer in the headlights, not really believing it or not understanding it or not realizing how much they have to unlearn, I don't understand when the reaction is, so you're saying... User stories are bad. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say stories are- You don't like them. I don't, yeah, Angela, you must hate user stories. Yeah. I never said that. We don't say hate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say right, wrong, bad, good. It's have you had a conscious conversation as a scrum team, has anybody asked the product owner? Do you want to use these or not? Because when I ask them, some of them go, oh, thank God hate that template i don't want to use it don't you're the product owner right
0: doesn't work for them hold on miss snarky
1: i like that context because if somebody can't tell me why they need it i'm not ready to put it on my backlog go ahead you're the product owner right you know so it's just these subtle ways that we disempower people and that we erode their trust in us as coaches or scrum masters right if we're too prescriptive about all these mechanics without the mindset and that's the point that people miss which is too bad. Absolutely. So I think if we're recapping this whole, why do you hate user stories? We don't. We don't. <laughs> They're very effective. They when can used be. When <laughs> as directed. When used as directed.
0: Which means you talk to each other. That's what you want, want to do.
1: And then just remember, if we don't use as directed, side effects can occur.
0: <laughs> All right. We're going to call this one a wrap.